This podcast is brought to you by BrunerAcademy.com, your online resource for the best public speaking, presentation, storytelling skills courses. Become a rock star communicator in any setting. Visit BrunerAcademy.com. Have you ever wondered what the difference is between someone who is just a little bit successful versus someone who is hugely successful? My guests today say it all comes down to asking, asking the right questions. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Live Your Best Life with Liz Bruner. I'm Liz, and I am so excited to have joining me today Mark Victor Hansen and his beautiful wife, Crystal Dwyer Hansen both of whom are internationally acclaimed motivational speakers, entrepreneurs, and authors. And that's just the tip of the iceberg. Mark and Crystal, welcome to my podcast. Thank you, Liz. We are so happy and excited to be here with you today. Indeed. Thank you for taking the time. Mark and Crystal co-authored the book, Ask, The Bridge from Your Dreams to Your Destiny. I sat down, read it in two afternoons. I absolutely loved it. The premise is that each of us is born with a destiny, and our job is to discover it and live it. And it all comes down to the ask. You got to explain to our listeners what you mean by it comes down to the ask. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we've traveled to 80 countries, talked to 7 million people, and we've been more than blessed. And we meet great people, wonderful people, educated people, good attitudes. But the difference between little success, like you said in the very beginning and a vast success is whether you know how to ASK to G-E-T what you want. And number two is if you ask yourself, ask others and ask God, what's my destiny code? Like my destiny code is obviously writing and I've you know, sold a half billion books and yeah. written 318 books. And my goal is to sell a billion books, which my um, critics will tell you that's not possible. <laughs> You're pretty close at half a billion. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Five the odds so yeah. far. So, yes. so I'm halfway to gold and I'm going to live to be 127. So we keep asking ourselves, what's the new best thing we can do? And that's what we want for everybody out there is ask. Because some people who've gotten unemployed or disemployed or fired or outsourced, or whatever you want to call it. And they got to ask themselves, what is it I'm supposed to be doing now? Because there's infinite opportunity for the first time in history. One of the other things that you talk about in the book is that one of the questions we need to be asking is, what would my ideal life look like, feel like, be like? And I think many people are too afraid to ask that question, let alone give themselves permission to ask that question. Why is that so hard? Well, you know, we come into this world, Liz, as these perfect little uncorrupted askers, right? Yeah. We, we, first of all, we're wildly curious. We want to know who, what, when, where, why. We never stop asking. And we're also not afraid to ask for more. We come to this world a little bit entitled because that is our natural state of wanting to learn and grow. That is the very way we evolve is to, is to ask these questions, to see what the answers are, then to move forward toward what we're wanting, what we're seeking naturally. And then depending on how we were parented, you know, what happened in our school years, our job, you know, you were told, uh, I'm so tired of hearing your questions. Stop asking so many questions. <laughs> your opinion's not valued in your job. And suddenly we're standing there as full-grown adults, first of all, sort of ashamed to not already have all the answers somehow, you know, a little embarrassed if you don't have all the answers. And then just terrified to ask anyone anything. And it's, mm-hmm. it's so sad because asking is the way forward. Asking is how we evolve. Asking is the only mechanism that we have that reveals everything that is hidden from us. Asking ourselves is really hard because that requires 
us to be deep, to be honest, and really be self-aware. What can we do to get down to that core, to that real organic ask of ourselves? What a beautiful way to ask that. So <laughs> what, what we've discovered is that the people that get two books, you get two books and you go over every question with some trusted, like-minded other person that wants more. And every one of us intrinsically wants more. And when you go through those 178 questions, you start to find out what your core belief is, who you are, mm-hmm. and what you came here to do. And we're all alive here to do something. As long as you're learning, you're vitally alive. I know you believe in a higher power, as do I. If someone doesn't believe, what do you say to them about ask God? You can just think of asking your higher self, but I would also ask them to start looking around this beautiful universe and, and question it. If you can't see the divine in everything in this universe, then you're not asking, you're not wondering, you're not really looking deeply into what's around you and saying, how did that become so beautifully designed? And then when we start to do that, we can even start to look at ourselves because most of us don't look at the beautiful design of ourselves. Mm -hmm. This didn't happen by accident, whatever you want to call it. There is some divine intelligence, love force that is pulling this together and creating it. And the labels aren't even important. It's just that you start to feel that essence of something that is so wonderful. Coming back to ask others, what are each of you asking of each other? We feel so blessed that we were able to find each other, to affirm each other, Every day, we start with like an hour of, you know, prayer, meditation time, we contemplate, we do some readings or scriptures or cards or whatever it is that we're called to that day. We ask each other everything all the time. It's it's really hard to say, what are we asking of each other? One thing I like that I was asking Mark yesterday is the fable of Michaela that's in the beginning of the book actually has some interest in Hollywood. There's a Hollywood group and they want to make this into a movie. So I had to expand it. So I'm writing the world of Michaela. And of course, you know, when you write it, it's like, here's my baby. Is she as pretty as I think she is? (laughs) Yes, she is. I'm going to speak for you. I'm going to say, yes, she is. And I hope that when people read the book, they will understand the story of Michaela. Mark, I want to jump to you. What have you asked of Crystal? Well, back when we were falling in love, I asked her to marry me every day. And it it worked so well. One of our friends who's a singer, Matt, Ferry said, well, my wedding gift to you is I'm going to make a song, which you can go online and listen to it, ask one time again. It gives me goosebumps. I mean, that, that's oh. probably true. And, and luckily, <laughs> I'm yes so again. blessed that she said, she said yes. She finally <laughs> said yes. <laughs> finally. No, no it actually, she said yes every time. But she said, why do you keep asking? I said, because I like to hear it so much. Oh, that's <laughs> sweet. That's sweet. I want to come back to you. We just talked about the three channels of the ask yourself, ask others, and ask God. You also say that there are three critical phases. What's the difference between the channel and the phase? Phases really have more to do with the asking yourself part. People get stuck in this place. We all do it. You know, when things are spinning, feel like they're spinning out of control or we're just not, things aren't going well. We've all been stuck. When we're in that state, we tend to take our feedback from what's already going on around us and we get pulled down more. So that's the time when we need to pull ourselves out of that, go into that quiet place and go into these three critical phases, which is where am I now? Phase one, where do I want to be? And what are the very specific action steps that I need to take 
to get there. Mm-hmm. And as you start going through those phases, you start asking questions and then more questions come. And that leads then to the seven roadblocks, which you talk about in the book. And I'm not going to touch on all of them, but do we all have these roadblocks, these seven roadblocks? All of us have some of them. Some of us have all of them. Most of us have some level of unworthiness. Like even when I started as a professional speaker after being bankrupt, my sense of worthfulness was crushed because I thought my self-worth and my net worth were the same. Well, obviously, I bounded out of that. But and, and when you talk about your weakness and coming out of it, whether you're addicted to something, whether you went bankrupt, whatever it is, whether you got divorced, and all of us have got some stuff, right? What's so unique about the way we did the seven roadblocks is that we did a story on a person at each one. And you could, and when you read this story, you go, well, that's me. That's me. Sort of like what you're saying, even on the fable of Michaela, because we want everyone to learn to read because I don't think you can be freed unless you're a reader. Mm. You perhaps are best known, Mark, for co-creating the Chicken Soup for the Soul series with Jack Canfield, who was also a guest on my show. And you mentioned a moment ago selling, you know, 500 million copies of that book in 54 languages. And in addition, you have authored or co-authored more than 300 other books. You've spoken, you mentioned 80 countries, 7 million people. That's a lot of success. But before all that, you just touched on something which you said you went bankrupt and you lost $2 million in one day. What question or questions did you ask yourself to turn all of that around? Two levels. What happened is in graduate school, I was with a brilliant guy named Dr. R. Buckminster Fuller, Einstein's best student. I tried to be Bucky. That's why one of the reasons I went bankrupt. Second reason, I was building out a PVC polyvinyl chloride at exactly the wrong time. And so I started to ask myself, well, what do I do? I'm living in Hicksville, Long Island, New York, paying $100 a month, sleeping in a sleeping bag in another guy's room. And I asked God, okay, God, tell me what you want me to do. And God doesn't answer that way. He says, what do you want to do? And I said, I want to talk to people that care about things that make her that would make a life-changing difference because you're going to get different with the infinite. So then I go down to my three roommates at breakfast and I say, hey, guys, I want to ask you, is there anybody out there speaking young that I could relate to that's not a Broadway star, not a celebrity, not a lawyer, doctor, or famous person? They said, yeah, yeah, this kid's probably 10 years older than you out in Hawpaw, Long Island, New York, talking to the realtors. He wowed me. I asked Chip Collins, Tell me how to do this. He ended up telling me, stay out of real estate because I own this five boroughs of New York. You go do life insurance. And I did a thousand talks a year for the first three years. Then somebody said, well, they asked me, do you have it in a book? We did a little book called Stand Up, Speak Up, Win, Self-Publish. I sold 20,000 copies of $10 each. That's like 200,000. That's like $2 million. And that's why Jack and I became great friends. He said, can you teach me how to do that? And I said, no. <laughs> That's a great story. Crystal, you're known as a transformational life coach and a wellness nutrition expert. And your own book, Skinny Life, The Secret of Being Physically, Emotionally, and Spiritually Fit has helped so many people. Everybody has struggles in life. You were a single mom at one time on food stamps. You worked a lot of odd jobs, including modeling and TV commercials to pay the bills. So what questions did you ask of yourself to move you towards your destiny and where you are today? That first question that I asked was the most pivotal one. And it's when I was standing in line you know, to trade my food stamps for the food and diapers. Are you doing the best you can? Or are you taking the easy way out? And it was a crazy moment for me. I felt like it was my moment of truth. And in that moment, a realization that no, this I'm not doing the best I can. This isn't me. For those food stamps I were in, and I said to myself, this will be the last time I ever use this. I threw the rest of them away. I went home and I started asking the most basic questions because I think I understood at that point 
that I didn't have answers. Who would hire me tomorrow? How could I get paid tomorrow? What skills do I even have? So, so when you ask the question, you know, universe provides, you, you tune into a different frequency. I remembered hearing about a temporary service agency on the radio. So I called them up, filled out the paperwork. Pretty soon they're sending me a whole bunch of jobs every day. You could say yes or no. I start doing some really interesting things. And I learned a lot about myself. And I, I actually learned that I love sales and I really loved small business. I, I was fascinated that someone could just decide to create a business <laughs> and, and make it happen. I decided to get my real estate license at that point. I had made enough money, put myself through school. I was working for the top home builder in our Valley as a licensed realtor. I became the number one realtor for the company. And one of my commercials had hit from the modeling contract. And so I was getting residual income every month. Mm. But it started with the questions. That's what's so amazing. But I think it's hard sometimes to know what is the right question to be asking. What advice do you have for people on how do we hone the asking skill? And what are the wrong questions to ask? If you're struggling, how do you know what the right question is? The right questions come from really tuning into yourself. You know, you need to make a deliberate effort to get to know yourself better because we don't do that. Again, our world is so noisy that we're getting distracted every second. You are so intelligent and the world around you is so intelligent that if you'll just tap into yourself and start to wonder, go into that childlike wonder that you were born with. Let's bring that back. Let's rekindle that. And the questions start to come to you. Back to 1974, when I went bankrupt, I said, oh my God, what if I go bankrupt? Well, the subconscious can't take a joke. And universe, like she was saying, conspires either for us or against us. It's always conspiring for us. But if you ask, how do I go to bankrupt? Or how do we go to war? Or how do I fail during COVID? Or whatever it is that if you ask a, a, a dumbass squared question, you're going to get a dumbass squared answer. <laughs> if you'll go into your deeper, innermost, hiremost, subconscious mind, this ask God thing is, I think, the most critical. All three are equal. But God, what am I supposed to do with my life? God, what's my destiny? God, what's my destiny? God, what's my destiny? In the middle of the night, probably, if you go through at least 101 times, it'll pop out. Now, I have another question, though, here that sort of relates to that. What does it mean if we ask and we don't get what we are asking for? Is it simply the wrong question or it's not in the direction that will move us toward our destiny? How do you answer that? I think we can all relate to this, Liz. We've asked and asked, we're like so sure this is the way we want it to go. Mm-hmm. It doesn't go that way. It doesn't happen. And then maybe a year later, you go, thank God that didn't happen. Mm-hmm. A good example. So Mark and I thought we love clean energy. We invested in it, but then we had a partner who wanted to do a solar business. So we got into solar. Well, we've never worked so hard to break even, right? <laughs> so... This isn't our sweet spot. This isn't where God wants us. And I promise you, the whole time we were doing it, we were saying, let us get these contracts. Let us get these huge contracts. Thank God we got out of it and sold it. But had our question, had our prayers been answered, we would have had all of these huge contracts. Mm -hmm. What would we do with now? So sometimes the answer is not getting what you think you want, what you (laughs) think you need. So be open to saying there must be a reason. That's the better question. Show me the reason why I'm not getting what I think I want. (laughs) Help me revector myself so that I can be doing 
what I'm here to do in yeah. this world. Or, or the other question is, God, what's my right livelihood? Because I believe everyone back to you're coded with the destiny of birth, but that's not who you are. And that's why spirit is literally bigger than body. Spirit is bigger than mind or brain. Dimensions are expandable and life is expandable. Questions are expandable. What I love here is that you're talking about both how to ask both personally and professionally, because you were just talking about the livelihood. And I think that's what's important for people to understand. This is not just about, oh, who's my right person in my life or who's this? You're saying this is both. It's both personal and professional. We can use the ask. That's right. It's your whole life. It, It applies to everything. Every personal relationship you have, kids, intimate relationships. Yes, definitely includes your career. Because your career isn't just a career. It's your life expression, you know, how you're expressing yourself here, the things you're going to learn, the people you're going to touch. And you can touch people regardless of of what you're doing in your career. It doesn't matter. If you're a janitor, you can change lives. Right. It's true. Everything we do in this life is important. Mark, you grew up in Waukegan, Illinois, and I know where that is because part of my life I grew up in Pekin, Illinois, so not too far away. But you mentioned a moment ago that you were in the dumb class, this remedial reading until sixth grade. And then now here you are, this this prolific writer, voracious reader. Where does this passion for writing come from? Uh, When I was in those dumb classes, I had the sweetest little old lady that I loved. And before that, I had loved my kindergarten teacher so much. And she was a woman of great physical substance. She made chocolate chip cookies for us every day. Danish was what was spoken in my home. and, And unfortunately, People who speak a foreign language in a place that doesn't have a lot of people speaking that foreign language are, are called dumb Danes. I, now, personally, because I'm a member of the Danish Brotherhood, I don't believe there are any dumb Danes. I've not met one. I don't meet any dumb people. What Bucky Fuller taught me in grad school is that everybody's born a genius and we get unplugged because somebody says something negative, besmirches us, puts us down, stifles us, stops us, detours us. And that's what ask is about. Is You've got to ask yourself to how to come to full bloom to your right livelihood. Because a lot of people say, well, I got a PhD or I got an MBA or whatever. And I say an MBA should be a millionaire's bank account, not a master's in business administration. (laughs) And I don't think getting a J-O-B, which means you're just over broke, is really a good high calling because it may not be your right calling. And we've been forced into this uh, COVID confinement cocoon. And it's now time for all of us to break out and really find out no matter what your chronology is, Everyone's got great talent, and what they got to do is wake up and then realize it, no matter what they're from. And you guys say that you think everybody has a bucket list to to write a book. I don't know about that, but <laughs> everybody has a book within them. Everybody has their own story. I that much I agree with, absolutely. Right, they do, and it's a it's amazing to us how many people do have the desire to share their story. Yes, to write that book. You know, we're doing that now. We started the Mark Victor Hansen Library, and we ghostwrite the books. We publish the books because a lot of people are having a hard time getting published. It's astounding how many people are coming to us. Number one, it's people have a great idea, but it's hard to write a full book. You know, you have these great ideas and they're definitely worthy of sharing. But when you sit down to write a whole book, you go, oh, (laughs) it's overwhelming. If you think about the whole big picture, right? (laughs) Not everybody's a great writer. So we thought we can provide this for everybody. So we have the ghostwriting piece of it. So we take their good ideas, their great stories of their life. Our writers write it into a beautiful story and we do fiction because fiction sells better than nonfiction. We discovered that and we publish it. I love and that. So, so Crystal and I are nine weeks ago down in Houston talking to 700 people. A little kid comes up to us, he's got pimples and he's shaking. And I go, 
excuse me, what are you shaking about? He says, I'm intimidated to be with you. And I said, why? He said, well, you're world's best-selling author. <laughs> My teacher said, you know, to calm somebody down, just put your hands on your shoulder. I said, how old are you? He said, 14. I said, what did you do? He said, I made $843,000 this year so far. I said, what? I said, that's a story. We got to tell that. His name is Devin Woolen. We did his book, and his book went to number one Amazon in, in kids' books the, the first hour it was out. It just was going nuts. He started buying real estate. He, shoveled, he read books like mine in self-help, and it shoveled snow, made $1,000, bought a $10,000 unit. Now he owns 60 with his parents' permission. At eight years old, he passed the real estate board, the youngest ever. And I said, man, if we can add your investment brilliance to marketing, you're unstoppable. Kid. You can be the next Bill Gates. And that's what we're doing. We're doing impact books, which that's our right livelihood. But only by asking can you get to your right livelihood. That's what we're teaching. If you learn to ask right, you ask what was a big question. Am I using 100% of my potential? Am I using 100% of my potential to be in love with my wife? Am I using 100% with our grandkids, our, our kids and our grandkids? And, and are we using... 100% to fulfill my mission, and am I 100% spiritually alive? How has asking led you to living your best life? Asking has led me to living my best life because I know intrinsically that I can discover anything that I need to discover. Any, any answer will be revealed to me, and it always is if I keep asking. And that is hugely empowering. It is so empowering to know that. And you'll prove it to yourself once you start asking. Mm -hmm. Mark, what about you? Questions are the seed that grows into the thing. Like anyone can count the seeds in an apple, Bob Schuler said, but nobody can count the apples in a seed. Well, there's a million apples per apple tree during a 100-year uh, life of an apple tree. And every one of us is going to live to be 100. So you need to ask bigger, better questions. The book is called Ask, The Bridge from Your Dreams to Your Destiny. I invite you, encourage you, please read it, everybody. It is filled with so many wonderful stories and poignant questions for you to ask. If you'd like to learn more about Mark, you can go to markvictorhanson.com. To learn more about Crystal, you can go to crystalvisionlife.com, and I will have both of those links in our show notes. Mark and Crystal, delightful to spend time with you today. It's an honor and I so appreciate you sharing with us that it is possible, it is possible to have our dreams become our destiny and that all we need to do is ask in the direction we want our life to go. Thank you both so much. Thank really you. Enjoy. And thanks to all of you for listening. May each of you love yourselves enough to ask and give yourselves permission to live your best life. Until next time, be well. This podcast is brought to you in part by Fast Twitch Media, helping people tell their stories and giving them worldwide reach. The future is in the cloud and Fast Twitch Media can take you there. Be your best digital self. Check out fasttwitchmedia.space.